When you need your work truck to work as hard as you do, trust Delphi Technologies to deliver the parts built for the toughest work environments. From construction sites to long distance hauling, go with the aftermarket supplier known for its 100 plus years of OE heritage and expertise. Go to DelphiAftermarket.com today. Welcome everybody to the podcast. I hope you've had a great summer. We're back with uh, our another season of excellent conversations with people in the Canadian automotive aftermarket and beyond. Uh, today with us uh, is our intrepid contributor and regular co-host of sorts, uh, uh, Murray Voth from RPM Training. Welcome, Murray, to the show. Thanks, Andrew. Hello. Uh, and also, uh, we have Don Stanley. Now, Don Stanley's with OK Tire Park Street in Regina. Now, he has a long history uh, in the business, 25 years on the management side as well. Uh, not too long ago, uh, or some time ago, he decided he got really tired of hiding in the back room away from the customers and put himself up front to deal with the customers uh, in an expert fashion as the service consultant. Uh, welcome to the show, Don Stanley. Well, thank you very much. I'm, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, me too. Now, uh, you know, I made a bit of a joke about hiding from the customers in the back, but that's kind of part of it, right? Like, you, you know, the fun part of the business sometimes is being able to talk to the customers and sometimes as an owner or management you know you're you're busy with all the other things and and you don't get that much of a chance to do that um but you know you bring all that management experience with you to dealing with the customer on a face-to-face basis uh so what works um well you know what just being straight up and honest with the with your client and having a, a, a normal conversation with them it's not you, you try and make the customer feel as comfortable as possible as when they walk in and you get, you seem to get better results that way because it's just a normal conversation. Yeah. Right. Right now, you yeah. know, it's obviously there's, there's, you know, uh, if you ask any shop owner, Oh, you know, as your service advisor, service consultant, uh, service writer, depending on the term that's used in the individual shops, you know, the, the owners will tell you, Hey, you know, these are really important key individuals. Uh, this role to get this role, uh, you know, executed properly is super important to the to the business. Uh, super important to your customer service ratings. Uh, but there's more to it than than just making the customer kind of feel good, right? There is. You know, you are you are the ears of the customer and the voice of the customer back to your technicians to get the job done. Mm-hmm. Uh, the everything trans translated to them properly, and that you know lead down the right path and go from there well what happens when it goes wrong i mean you've obviously you know you've seen it <laughs> both sides uh so let's kind of look at the what you don't want side for a little bit and then we'll get into really how to make sure that that happens properly so it's again it's one if something happens and something goes south you own it you make the phone call it's way easier to have that phone call up front than say having that conversation at quarter to five in the parking lot and that's what management taught me is, you know, you're up front, you're out in front of it. Um, you, you you own it and everything. Now we are very fortunate where I'm, you know, in that last little bit, very little has gone that way, but yeah, it happens. It does happen. Right. So the advice there is that if something goes a little sideways in, in the shop with a job, you know, own it, get, own it and get on, get on the, get on a call right away with the customer. 
don't, don't let it, don't let it stoop. Don't be like, Oh, we really messed up here. Uh, and, and kind of try and hide from it. Cause they're going to find out. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're not hiding it. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. Now, now there's a big, uh, obviously, you know, the areas of, of profitability, I'm going to bring Murray in here. There is a profitability or a big concern for, for shops, uh, you know, and how they execute efficiently and effectively. Uh, you know, Murray, what do you, what do you see in, in shops that have a really strong approach to their uh, service advisor roles? Well, I see kind of three things. Obviously, there's dozens and dozens of things. But if I could summarize three things is uh, someone who can do what Don has said, make the client feel comfortable, listen to them, try bring that to the technician uh, would be one piece. The next piece is being aware of the flow of the day. Right. So they've got, you know, multiple technicians. We have time that we sell. We have the eight hours. So Don's looking at his radar screen, as I called my <laughs> scheduler and my my software back in the day uh, to see where things are flowing, checking in the progress and things like that. Um, so that's a key piece, which is tied to this. This isn't this is the same sort of second piece is the, uh, you know, a lot of shops see the expense of a service advisor as something that they can't afford or as a burden to the business. Accountants will say, why are you adding more staff, right? Why are you adding this wage? And I'm like, the more advisors protect the better if it's done properly, because now the technician is never answering a phone. They're not looking up their labor times. They're not sourcing parts. They're just working on cars, right? They're like surgeons and shops don't realize all that time that gets eaten away in a day if a technician is their own advisor, right? So an advisor actually is key to keeping technicians on the job. And then the third one, I guess overall, I mean, I guess it's kind of related, but there's the third piece related to what Don started saying about keeping people comfortable and informing the client is also that professional uh, advisor piece of advising people. The thing that really resonated with Don, for me, with Don, when, when we were together in a class, was his confidence that the product that he presents, the, the information that he presents, what their vehicle needs, is the truth and the reality, is confidence. Whereas a lot of advisors are caught up in the grudge purchase of car repair. They don't like selling. They don't want to do high pressure because that, that is a method used in our industry in some places. And so there's that piece of being that advisor literally, or that consultant, right? You know, you call an accountant for this, you call a lawyer for this, you call a doctor for this, and you call Don for this, <laughs> for his car, right? So that's that's a key piece that I see as well that advisors, you know, uh, bring to the table. What do you, what do you, what do you, what do you, what do you think of what uh, Murray's talking about there, Don? I, it's exactly right. Like when I was in Murray's class, you know, a lot of things resonated to what we, we were doing. And I was able to just bring that up to my game up because of that and everything, because I knew I was on the right path. But on the flip side of that, it's you, you're a consultant and it's, you're just there to tell them what's going on. You're not there to, I've always had a rule, even before I started where I am, you never use fear as a sales tactic. That's not right. In my opinion, I wouldn't want that done to me. So I wouldn't do it to somebody else. Um, you just tell them they're, the, you know, the way that it is the reality of it and the, in order of what you should be doing. Now we use an inspection system uh, where we are able to send those inspections and pictures and everything to the clients 
so and it's kind of like a traffic light red urgent yellow start budgeting for green's good to go and that's exactly how i explain to the customer when they're standing at the desk saying what they need done and we just explain and you will also get a courtesy maintenance inspection it'll be texted and emailed to you and this is how it this is how it breaks out and then right so you've set that seed already that you're going to have just a conversation about it and that's where it goes you send it to them they usually but by they look at it and they phone us before we even have the opportunity to phone them and then they start going through it and it's it's a conversation and you they're more of a lead because you've gone that way with them by pre-setting that up so they're leading the conversation so it's less of a grudge press uh grudge purchase nobody goes down the road and says you know i've got a couple hours to kill i think i'll have my water pump changed right nobody does that (laughs) and uh (laughs) But if you set it up, you've, you've dealt with the client. If it's, if it's not a first time client, if you've dealt with them before you've set them up, you've, you've had them doing his maintenance. You've explained that his maintenance, uh, uh, you know, say a cooling system service at certain individual at certain times will, you know, not let it get acidic, not break, have that breakdown. And so you've, you've had that conversation in the past. If it's a first time customer, you explain what we do. We always, you know, we, we push maintenance. We are very, hedge you know we're very strong on maintenance and uh for that reason you can budget for maintenance you can budget for wearing out you cannot budget for a breakdown so don i'm gonna i'm gonna do a follow-up question that and i'm gonna step okay. on your toes here for a sec so don if you if you have a new client coming in and you present them with how you do things so you're you're yep. being very upfront very clear about how you do things how you believe you can save people money with maintenance and things like that and the person says, nah, don't worry about it. Just do my breaks. Uh, do you take that personally? No, no, you can't because, you know, everybody, everybody deals with budgets. Everybody deals with situations. I'm not in that situation. That's their situation. So we do, mm-hmm. you know, the, the client is telling me what they want to be done. Now we will still do the courtesy maintenance inspection and send mm-hmm. it to them. So they know. And that's where the yeah. conversation ends in. There's no pushing. There's no anything. If there's something that comes up in the red, like uh, on there, that we let them know about it and they take the direction. Right, right, right. Awesome. Yeah. I just wanted to point that out. Yeah, that was really important because, you know, I know that, that, that sometimes in the theoretical world, and sometimes you have, uh, you know, a, a really aggressive approach that, you know, I do not let my customers leave with a car that has this, you know, thing, you know, whatever in the red, as you as you mentioned. Yep. But the, well, you know, but, but then you you know the customer, you're going to have a fight, right? <laughs> At some point, fairly early on, you have to say, well, the customers are grown up. Uh, we've yeah. explained to them uh, what it is. They may have other reasons why they don't want to do it. it. It, and you know, I would imagine if it's certainly a critical safety item, you're going to have we to have that. conversation, yeah. right? Yeah, we have the conversations. Pictures are sent to them. You know, say as a, say as a break, uh, worn out inside pad on a front brake well you've got other issues there right so we need to get into finding out what's going wrong there as it's a safety issue but you know at the end of the day we all live on a budget that everybody lives on a budget and the client is always in control right 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 that's and, a very, and the other part of that it's a super key message that the that, that you know i have to ensure that the client always feels that they're in control right because right. a lot of consumers they feel like they're not they're 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 exactly really feeling like they're on their back foot when they come into a shop, they're not really familiar with what it's on. They're uh, kind of prepared uh, that they might be uh, told a bunch of things they don't understand. 
they, they might not be have a hundred percent trust that, that those are real things. I mean, we see, yeah. we've heard all the jokes, you know, all your, all your, your headlight fluid is low, you know, and all the jokes, yeah. <laughs> right? you know, and some of them are still in commercials. You know, I see, I see this day as a way to say like, this is not what we do at our shops or whatever, you know, Yeah. yeah. but, but they're, you know, but being sure, making sure that they feel like they're in control of the process is sounds and, and makes a lot of sense is a really important thing to focus on for uh, service mm-hmm. advisors and service consultants. Correct. Yeah. It is. And, you know, that's like in our, in our service center, that's where the inspection process with the pictures is so important because they see it. If it's a, if it's now they can share it with, oh, send it to their wife, send it to their husband, send it to their dad, mom, whatever. Look at this is what they're calling. Does this make sense? It should we be doing this. They can have that conversation. So they've already had some of that, you know, even go through their mind before we even talk. And, you know, we, we work real hard to have a friendly environment where we're at. Um, both of us on the counter, we're very, you know, open to people coming in very friendly. We always greet them with a smile. Even if we're on the bit on a phone uh, with another client or we're dealing with another client, there's always a smile and make eye contact. Um, and yeah, you just, the customer's in control, but we're in control of the situation because at the end of the day, we're the ones looking at it. We're the ones making the quotes. We're the ones talking to the customer but they're in control and they need to know that they feel it. And I'd like to add that when, when the advisor or the consultant is confident in the information they have um, at their fingertips, either what they've researched in terms of maintenance or what the technician has given them in terms of the report. If an advisor is confident in the information, the customer actually is more confident in their decision, even if they do say no to something, right? But when that confidence is there, that that I know Don just exudes when I've listened to him, that, that people just tend to feel better about their decision. It's not that they got talked into it. It's just that the person explaining it to me is confident. They weren't waffling. And that's one of the things I find with either newer advisors or or even shop owners, maybe even more so than advisors, because it's their business and it's they're going to be their loss. They're terrified of offending a customer by, and it's like, it's just facts, right? You didn't, you know, the old, 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 old days, we used to talk about, we didn't make it, we didn't drive it, we didn't break it. That was the kind of the old excuse that we used to use with clients. I think there's more professional ways of doing that today, right? So I just want to make sure that we, that the advisors listening in today get that point about being confident with what you, it's valuable for the client, right? Regardless of what they say with the information, right? If they decide not to, we can't feel bad because we've done our job. Right. That's right. right. Yeah. It sounds like there's a bit of a process behind this to help the service advisors uh, today. You know, you mentioned uh, a number of times, you know, your digital inspection tool uh, as helping, uh, you know, to do your job and to be a more effective communications with the customer, but that's, uh, you know, obviously that's a relatively new tool at, at your disposal, uh, you know, aside from kind of scheduling and just sort of knowing what how how things work. But it, it, it also occurs to me that there's a, a real uh, process at, at, at play here um, uh, that helps separate uh, the kind of we used to talk about it as being you know, guessing what's in somebody's wallet, you know. Well, I don't want to recommend this work because, uh, you know, this guy's driving an old car. Well, you don't know what's in his wallet, you know. <laughs> Goes you also don't know if that's his baby or if that was mom's car or dad's car or grandpa's car. You don't know that. It's it's our position to tell them what it's needed and give them a fair and honest estimate. 
Right, right. So it's funny because from the inside of the industry, what I've noticed more often than not, uh, which is quite different from uh, the sort of outward kind of worst opinions about about the industries that they push work push work push work whereas on the inside of the industry i see far more cases where they don't recommend work that should have been recommended because again they're trying to they're thinking oh you know the customer i've already told them a thousand dollars worth of stuff or two thousand but there's four other things that we really we really need to talk about but i just don't want to even talk about it you know um and you know that's not that does a disservice to the customer too because then they drive down the road and that thing you didn't mention <laughs> I can that's guarantee the one that's going to break, right? That will be the one that didn't break. It's like, you did all this stuff. It's like, yeah, we saw it. We had all this work. We thought it was fine for a while. We didn't want to talk about it. And, you know, that doesn't do anybody's reputation any good. And it certainly doesn't help the customer feel uh, secure in, in a trusting relationship. Right. So exactly right. Yeah. 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 So well, uh, I use it. Go ahead. Sorry, Andrew. Go ahead. No, no. No, I was just going to say, so, you know, I mean, I see these, these things now, all of these, these tools that you have or, you know, in particular and these approaches, I mean, they can really help the back shop too, right? We'll be right back after this. Did you know that Delphi Technologies is the only OE full line fuel supplier? Go with the global aftermarket supplier with over 3,200 SKUs covering more than 280 million vehicles in operation and with parts tested in OE durability and reliability conditions to ensure a quality fit and performance. Learn more at DelphiAftermarket.com. Of course they do. It's And it makes it clear for them as well. You know, they, they've shown us what it is it's up to us to make the, the the recommendations to the clients and the estimates and everything that's needed to be done. Or if something doesn't need to be done today, but something down the road, like they bring their vehicle in and there's nothing in red. It's in for regular maintenance. It's in regular service. Well, this is what, this is what you should be looking at next time down the road or your next services down the road. And that's all up to us to be able to do up at the front counter as well. Um, but if you've got clear and precise direction to your technicians in the back, your efficiencies will be stronger they're like that's that's just yeah. common right so giving a technician a work order that says diagnose noise yeah <laughs> and the technician comes back and says needs breaks yeah yeah that helps a lot <laughs> or or the i think there was one that yeah, i think you and i were talking about it before murray is you know diagnose noise and it ended up being a marble in the console and they've got the car laying all over the place kind of thing yeah. and stuff right it's just so yeah no it's you, you got to get the proper information from the client when they come in uh we use questionnaires um so that we have them fill out that way there's no loss of translation in between the customer to me to me to the technician it's not that we can't do it but that's in their words then so when they come back mm -hmm. and they say well that's not the noise i was looking for no that's exactly what was on there and we go forward from there as well right right now murray when you look at because i know you have your groups where you know you look at their uh, their management financials and shop financials can you identify uh shops that have a really strong service advisor uh, uh, execution and maybe those that do and then for a time don't can you see does that show up oh 100 percent there's uh four numbers that we look at to see how the strength and i can tell even without knowing the individual people working there i can tell uh the systems first of all and then the the uh the the, the abilities of the people uh one of the first things that we look at is uh, number of advisors per technician. 
So, uh, you know, we're, we're looking at one to two, one advisor for two technicians. And I'm including apprentices in that, they, you know, because apprentices are working on cars and, and they need, you know, they need time and guidance. Um, one to two is, is good, is decent. One to 1.5 uh, is, is what I'm recommending. And I have a handful of shops that are one to one. Uh, and they're pretty much got the best grosses and the best nets. Now people will say, well, what's, what's that person doing all day, right? Well, they're smiling, they're greeting, <laughs> they're taking good communication, they're taking time to communicate to the technician, they're researching maintenance, they're, they're going through these reports, right? They're documenting what wasn't done, they're creating histories for the future, visit, right? And uh, so the next number we look at is number of work orders per advisor. And the lower, the, the better the shop, the lower the work order, right? So if, if I got an advisor doing 10 work orders, and they're like, oh, rock and roll, right? I got 10. No, it is, it's, it, nothing happened. All we do is the one thing the client asked for, right? And of course, then the client phones back after they've picked up their car. Hey, did you check that and that and that and that? Oh, I forgot, right? So again, the number, uh, the, the lower the work order per advisor, the better the result, which then leads to the two numbers that are the results is uh, average work order size and uh, sold hours per work order. Now, you can look at that as a, ooh, we sold a lot to the client as a sales perspective. I prefer to look at it as in, we did good inspections and we did a good job of presenting what the vehicle needs and the client made a good decision, right? And so when I see those numbers, I can tell that they've got the right ratio of tech advisor, the right, you know, their car count versus advisor is balanced. And then the rest of those things go. Now, do the superstars tend to be in a bit of a higher range? Yes, they do. Right. Um, just because they're just much better and more experienced. And again, more confident in what they're presenting to the client. Right. Uh, a really good thing I heard on, and I'll stop on this point. A good thing I heard um in a class that I took from some service advisors in the States, just a, an online class, this gentleman advisor came up with $4,000 worth of, you know, things that needed on this vehicle. And the client said, well, maybe Don, you told me this. I don't, anyways. Um, and so the guy says, well, I'm going to buy a new car. And the advisor's like, Oh, sir, what are you interested in buying? Well, I'm looking at, you know, buying this. And, and the advisor said, well, that's true. Those are pretty cool vehicles. They run around. What do they run around? Like 40, 45 grand. And the guy says, yeah. So the advisor turned to the, to the gentleman and said, so you're going to solve a $44,000 problem with the $45,000 purchase. <laughs> and the customer was like, oh, I never thought of it that way. Right. And then they revisited the conversation. Right. What can we do now? Maybe I can do a thousand today and we can budget for, for these other items. Right. Yes. So um, that having that ability to ask those questions at the spur of the moment, I think, is a real sign of an experienced, comfortable service consultant. Yeah. Right, right, right. Now, yeah. I, you know, I'm just, uh, we're going to wrap up in just a little bit here, but I'm, you know, you know yeah. I, I keep coming back to this. I'm like, okay, if I'm a service of other, well, two things. One, uh, your ratio of service advisors to technicians and not the owner of the business being the service advisor wherever possible uh, is, <laughs> is a good thing. Because the the one thing that, that I've, uh, and uh, you know, I mean, obviously visited lots of shops, sometimes for work <laughs> and sometimes just to visit, um, is when I walk in that front door and there's nobody at the counter. You know, that that drives me nuts. Uh, and, and uh, <laughs> right, Don? <laughs> yep. 
and 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 uh, uh, but the other part is is when you don't have that confidence. And it seems to me that if I'm a service advisor working in a shop where I'm basically left to my own devices here to try and recommend, I'm running back, I'm talking to the techs, I'm looking at, you know, kind of work estimates, I'm trying to decipher the handwriting from the tech, uh, I'm trying to decipher <laughs> what the customer has been telling me about the funny wah, wah, wah noise, um, that I should probably go talk to the owner and say, look, we need to get a proper inspection system in here. It will make this work better yeah. for the business, right? Yeah. Not that I'm, I'm not, now I'm not shilling for anybody who's making the systems. I just, I keep hearing this over and over again, how important this tool has become and how effective it is. Yeah. There's lots of brands out there, right? That, that we don't, you know, uh, do we have two more minutes, uh, Andrew? Yep, two minutes, sure. Yeah. Okay. So Don, a question that I would like to run by you, putting you on the spot a little bit. Um, somebody's booked in their vehicle and uh, they begin to, to talk about how they can get this done cheaper somewhere else. They've, they've uh, you know, the price, not price becomes a, a problem to them because they, they perceive that they could have got this done cheaper yet they're on your doorstep. How do you handle a client that's, that's come in with, with that kind of a scenario? Well, I, I look at it, but well, both of us look at it that then we haven't explained our process at our shop properly to you. Um, we, we haven't explained our warranties. We haven't explained everything that is involved in the, in the repair of your vehicle. So then we go, we, we, we revisit that. We revisit the warranties. We, we feel that we have a, you know, a real strong warranty in our system, um, especially in our area. And we've revisited, it. Um, we, at the customer request, we always, we always look for the, the, best bang for your buck when it comes to doing replacements, right? Like, yes, you can always find a cheaper part, but is it going to be, is it going to be as well maintained? Is it like, is it going to last as long? Mm -hmm. And we use our industry experience in that. I mean, we explain that that's our job to educate our, our clients then. Um, and sometimes we do get, they say, well, can we, if we go to it in a more economy part, then you explain, well, then we're not going to be able to, the warranties change as well on that because we're not getting that from our supplier as well as well. And we explain that to them. And so they see what the difference is and really, and then we explain that the best bang for your dollar is to go with the better warranty, especially if you're going to be using this vehicle, the most economical used vehicle out there to purchase is the one you own because mm -hmm. you know what you have. Mm -hmm. And so maintenance and repair on what you have is still better than going out because you could be ending up buying somebody else's problems that they're just getting rid of. Right. Yeah. So it, yeah. that's the education mark that we have to do as consultants. Mm -hmm. And that's what, that's the, the attitude that we both have. And that's where we go with it. Excellent. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much, Don. Great tips on, on, uh, making sure that the customer feels like they're driving the process, a really great uh, metrics from Murray on ratios uh, and the really clear uh, visibility of knowing when you have some good service advisors on the counter, what it does for your business, shows up in your financials. That's the uh, bestest argument as I can think of. Thank you everybody, everybody for uh, joining us on the show today. Uh, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we'll catch you next time. Listening to the Great Canadian Aftermarket Podcast, brought to you by the publishers of Indie Garage and Jobber Nation. Connect with us online at indiegarage.ca and jobbernation.ca, a brand of chat integrated media. 
pothole damage to a vehicle's chassis is always a concern, no matter the size or time of year. If the worst does happen, you can count on Delphi Technologies steering and suspension parts to get your customers back on the road again. Learn more at DelphiAftermarket.com.